Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, the Masters Class. Don't forget you can listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Also, you can get our merch. Go to podswag.com slash busted open. Make sure you get the merch. It's only available for a limited time because we have new merchandise that's coming in. So make sure you keep your eye at podswag.com slash busted open. Also, if you like what you hear on the Busted Open podcast, please let us hear from you. Give us a five-star rating. Also, comment and tweet at Busted Open Radio some topics you would love to hear on the Masters class. But you know what? It's not about me. It's about our Masters of this class, and that is Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, and Mark Henry. Gentlemen, how are you this morning? What's up, David? What's up, baby? Things are about to get a little scary. Yes, because as everybody knows who owns a calendar, like I do, we are approaching Halloween. So, Halloween is falling on a Monday, so when you're listening to this, it's, you know, just tomorrow. (laughs) It's just that time of the year. Did I say Taro? No, tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Because that's right, Halloween. Well, but if you're listening to it on Monday, happy Halloween. Anyway, it is that scary time of the year, trick or treats. And we're going to give you some treats here on the master's class. And we are going to talk about scariest moments of these gentlemen's pro wrestling career. So Mark Henry, Mr. Hall of Famer, what's your scariest moment of your career? Brother, you know that I suffer from a lot of phobias. I don't like spiders. I don't like snake. I don't like heights, small, tiny places. Uh, It's a lot of shit that unnerves me and, and scares me, but nothing ever related to that as far as wrestling except for one. And that was my fear of heights. And you probably think, oh, it must be the money in the bank. You know, you didn't want to climb the ladders or whatever. I climbed I climbed the ladder like two or three rungs. I was able to climb to the top rope several times in my life. But the thing that, that scared me and, and that really, you know, unnerved me was climbing to the top of the cage during the, the time that I was battling Batista and Big Show uh, and Alberto Del Rio. Uh, just to show dominance, they wanted me to climb to the top of the cage 
and stand on top of this 20 foot cage and I was holding the truck and you know I'm 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 king of the world bro like I would have rather I would have rather shot myself in the leg with a gun than to do that and that was the shot that they wanted that, that it was I, I played it off like as best as I could I think people probably did see a little fear in my eyes but like, um, I was scared as hell, man. Like, um, um, just as a little kid, you know, I just never liked heights. I don't like, I don't ride roller coasters. Like none of that shit seems fun to me. Like uh, the thought of uh, jumping out of a plane or bungee jumping or stuff like that. Uh, trolleys, like I've taken my kids to the trolley world here in Austin. You ride, slide down 70 feet. I, I could never do that. And for me to climb on top of that cage was a true indicator of being a, a, a great actor because I played that shit off because I was scared as hell. And I feel like um, that's, that's one of the things that I'm the most proud of myself in my career. Like, I mean, I've done a lot of, I've done a lot, but if you that were that, if one. you were that afraid, Mark, how the hell did you even get up there, bro? I don't I don't know, man. I was I was shaking during rehearsal, doing it. I was shaking while I was doing it, and I just had to play it off because you know that's what was asked of me, and I tried to get out of it. <laughs> I I politicked the shit out of it. It just didn't work. That's what Vince wanted, and that's what Vince got. And the end result is a great shot. Of me standing on top of the cage, but just so Vince and everybody else that was a part of that knows that I feel like that shit took years off my life. <laughs> That's amazing. Like I, I, I never knew that you had a fear of heights. So you said that you tried to change that. Did you explain that, man? I, I just I can't do heights, or did you I did, mm -hmm. I did, and. Um, it fell on deaf ears. It's like, gee, but imagine the shot and you get sold. And and it's like who, well, how, who how sold you on it? Vince. Okay. You know, like um, and, and then the other guys, they, you know, that was a shut the fuck up. I'm not talking to you moment when um um show and Batista was like, man, just climb the fucking cage. And I was like, just shut the fuck up. How about that? Let me do this. Like, I, I couldn't take somebody else telling me to just do it. And they don't understand the, 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 the fear that I was, I was experiencing. You know, like, it's the same thing with needles. You know, like, I was just everybody say that, that. Ever, that ever knew me will know that I could never fucking took steroids. Yep. Unless you orally take them because... I don't even think you can do that. It messes your stomach up or something. Oh, no, but, you can do it. All you do is you take the <laughs> Oh, well, wait. That's for another show. <laughs> ah, you take a paper towel. <laughs> that's for another show. <laughs> you crunch them up and you... Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but like, you know, I, I, I had a bad dental uh, deal when I was a kid. And uh, I, I got my tooth worked on with no Novocaine because they... They, they didn't inject the Novocaine deep enough. And then when finally they realized that I was in excruciating pain from the drill, 
that they was like, oh, it's not numb. And I'm like, and they were jamming this fucking needle in my in my mouth. And I've been traumatized by that shit ever since. And, you know, people look at phobias and stuff as weakness. I don't. I don't look at it as a weakness. I look at it as something that I had to overcome. And it's been hard for me to do that in pro wrestling. The, the heights, that was the one, you know, Fit Finley was the only one that was, you know, really sympathetic about it because he was like, I understand. Like, you know, shit happens. People are afraid of certain things. And, and I said, you know, even in the ladder match, in the, um, in the money in the bank ladder matches, I said, fit, if I climb up two rungs, like, please come and do, do what you're supposed to do. And he was, he was just sitting there. I'm on the second rung, and I'm looking around like, where the hell is Finley? Yeah, and then he finally came and did the thing. But, like, we made a big joke about it, but it was, it was serious. Like, I really didn't want to go higher than two rungs. Mark, let me ask you something, because as a pro wrestler, you travel a lot. Does that fear affect travel for you? Like getting out No, I, I was never afraid of flying. Uh, I, I, when I, usually when I get on a plane, I go straight to sleep. But, um, like, I, I, the flying part, I, you know, it just never bothered me. But if I had to climb a ladder from the ground to get on the plane, like, you know how sometimes we, we have to walk the tarmac and then go up the stairs? That shit scares the hell out of me. I mean, it unnerves me to where I got the death grip <laughs> fucking rails. Like, you know, it, it's just what it is. Now, Tommy, got to get into scariest moments for you. This is an interesting one for me, and I'm very interested to hear this because we just passed. Nothing as scary as Tommy Dreamer. Well, he th he's had some moments, but he, we just had the anniversary of the scaffold match for you. Tommy, I would think that would have to be a scary moment being on top of that. What's your scariest moment in wrestling? Uh, unfortunately, due to ECW and my own crazy, I always wanted to conquer whatever fears I had. And I did have a massive fear of heights. And now I'm booked in a scaffold match. And I always say, you know, uh, Tom Lachlan has fears. Tommy Dreamer has none. And I used to be afraid of snakes. And then cause of wrestling, I put a snake around my neck uh, and, you know, so that, that was one that I conquered. And, and, but like, when I say like desensitized towards things, like there's a famous picture of Brian Lee choking me. And that was with, when we, we leave the building, I'm sorry, after the match, we go to the back and the guy from the building says that was all the electricity from the building. Like, I don't know how you guys, cause Brian just ripped it off the top of the ceiling. It's like, I don't know how you both didn't just get electrocuted up there. Um, I've had guns pointed in my face in in a riot with police at, at a show in Flagstaff where they're, they have guns to our face. And we're like, come on, pull it. You only have a certain amount of bullets. Um, it, it's, it's sad the things that, like, don't affect me, real riots. They've affected me now thinking about it. And, like, I'm always, like, looking for the a problem. Um, I have been scared for others. Like the time when Rob Van Dam, when a table went through his eye and cut open his eyelid and I'm watching it. And every time he closes his eye, his eye is open. Or like when Pitbull Gary broke his neck and then he went to the chiropractor, not knowing that he had broken neck and the chiropractor adjusted his broken neck or watching Taz break his neck, walk to the hospital. And they're like, how did you get here? 
And he was just like, I walked They're like, you shouldn't be alive right now. So I, I've, I've thought of things like that, that have affected me. Um, and, and like during crisis mode, I'm very, very, I'm like, I don't know, like, like normal. And I go into that mode, like, you know, I've been around where people have been dying, you know, and kind of like just had a, that, e that even head. I'll just tell you one story that for the one moment I was just like, man, this is bad and I can't believe it's happening. Uh, my second day in WWE, first night is Georgia, me and Van Damme debut, next day is Alabama. After the show, go out to eat some fans and then this one fans driving me back to the to the hotel and then an 18 wheeler swerves like the guy fell asleep and as we're driving i go because i'm like this and looking to my right and the truck's coming i go look out the person hitting uh the guardrail and all these sparks are flying sparks are flying beeps the horn the truck drives off they slam on their brakes and then we go one two three spins in the middle of the highway and then i remember just turning to my right and i just see headlights and it was another 18 wheeler and i just went shit and at that moment boom and my life flashed and i saw my parents uh i didn't have kids yet and i was like i can't believe i'm dying like this like i've never been in a car accident in my life and we rolled once twice three times like it was just so quick and I was like, I'm, I didn't make it. Like, how is this happening? Like it's, I literally just debuted on television and now it's over. And then like, I wake up and I, I'm now the car is sideways. And why I say this, I wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for wrestling. And I look to my left, the driver's gone. And I'm like, oh, now like, but like, I, I look and like, I'm trying to unbuckle my seatbelt. And when I tell you, Dave, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't have a cut. I have nothing. And as when I tell you the driver, I can't see the driver. And then all of a sudden I hear the driver like moan and they were under the steering column. And so I pull myself out of the car. I go out the windshield and then the driver just comes out and we're both alive. But I was just like, I can't, like, when I tell you, like, when they say your life flashes, it flashed. I was also involved in a plane crash. Uh, I should say emergency landing where we go to leaving Louisville and going to take off. And I'm, like, half asleep. And all of a sudden, the, car, the thing jams on its brakes. And I see the flight the pilot, co-pilot, and flight attendant jump out the plane. And the, I see the cockpit on fire. And I was just, like, I'm the last seat on a, it was a, U.S. Air. And I remember just going, like, everyone just sitting there, not looking to do, and I go, get up, go, go, go into, like, let's go mode. And popped open that door. Like, it was all this crazy stuff, but, like, I didn't I didn't have that fear of dying. But that one time, I just, I do. I, like, there's a lot of things in your head. Like, I know when I do take my last breath, there's going to things be things that I remember. But those two lights coming at me, and I just remember just saying shit. And then in my head, like every role, I was just like, I can't believe like this is how I'm, it, I'm out. I'm done. Damn. And thankfully it didn't happen. And like, it, it was a whole to do, but like, like I said, that was the only moment where 
And you know what? Like I was more for, for like, I was sad for my parents. And that was really it. Wow. That is well, I, crazy. That is definitely. Thank you, ECW, for desensitizing me as a human being. <laughs> go, uh, after hearing those stories, Tommy, when you go, it's going to be slipping on a banana peel. Thanks. Okay, I think that's how he loses most of his matches. <laughs> All right, bully. I prefer going people. out overdosing on Viagra, just so for any of the <laughs> ladies listening. <laughs> uh, uh, for me, I mean, most of my stories obviously, you know, happened in the ring. Uh, I've had some. Some, some some scary moments happened to me. Uh, barely legal. Uh, the first ECW pay-per-view, we were the very first match, the Dudleys versus the Eliminators. Five minutes into the match, I shattered my ankle. The things that are going through your brain at that very moment, you know, how are you going to finish the match? Oh, my God, how bad is this? How long am I have to be, you know, be out for? It, it just, you, you go into panic mode immediately. I was able to finish the match and... Uh, that was like probably my very first scary moment of a truly scary moment of my career. Uh, I had another one that I never really talked about much. Uh, one time in Florida, uh, we were brawling outside of the ring and the ring truck happened to be in the arena. And New Jack had set me up on a table in front of the ring truck, probably about six feet in front of the cab of the ring truck not the actual box i remember this but the actual cab tampa florida new, new jack climbed up the back of the truck ran the length of the truck now this is a 10 wheeler not an 18 wheeler a 10 wheeler box truck like a hertz like a hertz box truck a ring truck like a traditional looking ring truck right, right. he ran the length of the ring truck jumped off the top of it cleared the cab and put me through the table. Now it was only one table. The sheer impact alone of being put through that table gave me a concussion. It was one of the worst concussions I ever had. Uh, I have no recollection of how the match ended. I just remember being in a car with Big Dick Dudley driving on to the next town and I was hallucinating. And I was hallucinating bad that night. I was seeing visions. Um, I, I remember turning to, to, to Dick and saying, I feel like I'm being possessed by the devil because I was seeing such scary images in my brain. That's how bad my brains were scrambled um, that night. Um, obviously, the story that I've told a bunch of times, very scary moment, TLC4 in Las Vegas. Raw roulette when Jericho gained the bulldog off the top of the ladder, uh, got completely knocked out. Have no idea how I was able to finish the match. Just kind of you're, you're programmed. You go on, you go on instinct. I've told the story. Jericho got me through the match, told me to do the Bubba bomb, told me to go take a Van Daminator, um, and we made it through. Tommy was the one who got to witness all of the aftermath. He got to witness uh, me tell Vince McMahon to fuck off because they couldn't get me in an ambulance. Uh, Triple H eventually got me to get in the ambulance because he told me that we were we were filming a live shot or something like that. And somehow I, I thought to myself, oh boy, I better get in the ambulance or I'm going to get in trouble for not doing the live shot. And then Tommy took me to the hospital and Spike took me to the hospital. And that's when I said to Tommy, I said, Tommy, where's my mom and dad? And he had to tell me, you know, he said, well, your dad's home in Long Island and your mom died. 
And I started crying like a baby because it was like hearing that my mom died for the first time. And then about five minutes later, I said to Tommy, Tommy, where's my mom and dad? Can I tell, can I tell this sure, part? Go ahead. He was on a loop and he was just like, what happened? And I said, you took a bulldog off the top of the ladder. Uh, Jericho gave you a bulldog from the top of the ladder. And he went, fucking Jericho. How was the match? It was really good, man. You finished it. Where are my parents? Uh, your dad's in Long Island. And uh, he's like, where's my mom? And I was just like, Bubba. He's like, where's my mom? And I said, Bubba, your mom passed away a couple of weeks ago. Well, it was about a month or so. And because they were supposed to come to Vegas to hang out with him. And he starts wailing, crying, like, ah! puts his hands in front of his face. And I've like, no, he's having brain trauma. And then he literally looks up and goes, how was the match? Oh, no, he goes, what happened? And then I said, like, I was totally thrown off. And dude, we did this for about 18 to 20 times where Spike, who was also drinking the hospital, like to the point where we'd get to what he'd ask about where his mom was, Spike would be like, your mom's passed away, your mom's dead. And then he'd cry and then he'd wake back up. And then like it would happen again, he's like, your mom's gone, bro. She's gone, let it go, cry. And, and like, that's why we like, I, I don't wanna say a joke about it, but I then spoke to his sister. And when I told her that he's crying, she like just paused. And she's like, I never heard my brother cry. That's why we always try to break him to cry. And then when we did, I never want to hear, see my friend cry again, but she was so thrown off to hear that he cried. And she was so concerned and scared for him because, and, and it was the most repetitive loop that would last about like 10 minutes and then it would just recycle again. Hence brain injury. If this is uh, the most severe, scariest brain injury, that's a whole, that's for next week's podcast. The time I woke up in Wawa. Yeah. Yeah, my brains are scrambled pretty good, Dave. I've had some scary moments. One of the other scary moments was me and Devon were having a, uh, a street fight with LAX with Homicide and um, uh, what was the big jacked up kid's name? Um, Hernandez. And Hernandez. And Hernandez took off one of his bandanas from around his head and he just started to choke me, but he doesn't know his own strength. And he started choking me so hard that he choked me out. And I went out. I just remember like the lights going dim and I was out and I didn't know how long I was out for. And then I remember coming to, and this was the beginning of the match. And all I hear as I'm coming back and as I'm coming to is, Bubba, get in the ring. Bubba, what the hell's wrong with you? Get in the ring. And I'm like, why is Devon yelling at me? I go, Devon doesn't yell at me. I yell at Devon. Why is he yelling at me? And I had been choked out for probably, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds. It's a, it's a crazy feeling to get choked out and then, and then to come to and then have to continue. And I've had to continue from some, some pretty bad shots to the head. So, yeah, those are my scariest moments. I got a question for you. Uh, the first time that you get choked out was by accident or did you get choked out because you need to know the fear of being choked out? Accident. I had never been choked out before. Okay. Well, I, I wish you would have because then you would have been able to deal with it because that's the way I was brought in. Yep. It was like, hey, I'm going to, I want you to sit down on the floor and I'm going to choke you so you know what this feels like. And, and, and now I'm going to show you how to get out of being choked. Yep. 
you know, and, and every wrestler should do that um, just so you know how to deal with it and how it feels. Johnny choked me out day one. Old school. Choke him out, break a finger, see if they come back. Yeah. Uh, guys, those were definitely some scary moments. Uh, thank you for being so open and honest with some of those moments. I've learned a lot about you individually after hearing these stories. I hope the nation uh, enjoyed this episode. Go to at Busted Open Radio. Tell us what you think. These are some. This was definitely an eye-opening episode of the Busted Opens Masters Class. Again, if you like what you hear, why not subscribe to SiriusXM? Make sure you listen to us Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. And while you're at it, please comment. Give us a five-star rating. We want to hear from you. Uh, for Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry, Bully Ray, we'll talk to you next week right here on Busted Opens, the Masters Class. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever stream the podcast catch the full three hours of busted open monday through saturday at 9 a.m eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 go to siriusxm.com backslash busted open trial to start your free trial today the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.